Hi, this is Katie, and this is another episode of the Writability Podcast. Today, I am here with Stacy Brand. Stacy, you want to introduce yourself? Good morning. I am Stacy Brand. Uh, I'm one of the English faculty here at COS. I've been here, uh, I've lost count, roughly 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Taught a range of classes. Uh, I've been writing center director. I was part of the Puente program for about three years. Um, I've done a range of things. So today we're going to talk about plagiarism and academic integrity. So Stacey, I'd like to kind of start with a like a little bit of a personal question. Did you ever have a moment in your like academic career where you were confused if something was plagiarism or not? Yeah, actually, I think I was a sophomore. I was initially a kinesiology major. I realized I was not able to dissect a cat. So I finally switched over to English because I like to read. I was a creative writing minor and I was finally taking a creative writing class. So I was doing a lot of reading and I wrote this one poem. The last lines were something like, and miles to go before we sleep. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that as if it were my own. When I got my poem back, the teacher kindly said, the last lines of your poem are the lines of, what's his name? Robert Frost. Is that the one? stopping by the woods on a snowy evening, miles to go before you sleep or something Mm. like that. And I was like, oh my God, I have totally plagiarized on accident. I mean, I didn't even know it. And I was completely embarrassed and I was not confused. I mean, it was just absolutely unintentional. It was just because I had been reading so much, it had just was in my brain and came out on the page and it was completely embarrassing. Luckily the teacher didn't like punish me or anything. It was at the moment I think about in undergrad, a freshman, I was taking um, Armenian classes because my family is Armenian and I grew up learning both Armenian and English. English was always my first language. And I was in this class and like, it was like a higher level college level Armenian class and they wanted us to write essays. My language skills in Armenian were not strong enough yet to like write an essay. So I wrote the thing in English and translated what I could and then had a friend who was fluent first language Armenian help me finish translating like I could not by myself express the like complex ideas that I needed to and the teacher like apparently considered that cheating and so not necessarily plagiarism but like that someone and I was like no I wrote it like there were sentences where I was like help me say this sentence right like we worked on it together and it was so humiliating for me it was such an like embarrassing stressful thing to work around and luckily again it was a conversation and it ended up being okay I don't know I guess it's not technically plagiarism but but yeah it gets at that academic integrity place too, right? Those are the really gray areas. I can sympathize with the teacher and I can sympathize with you as well. That's that's a, just a hard, hard it's one. It's hard. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> and as, so as we are using these words, I think we should define them really fast. So first of all, Stacey, how do you define plagiarism? So plagiarism is the act of representing other people's ideas as if they were your own or passing off other people's ideas as if they were your own. And that is whether that's intentional or not. Just as my instance, I plagiarized Robert Frost and it was completely unintentional, but it was still plagiarism. That's pretty much my definition for my classes too. I think for me, the key word there is ideas because I run into a lot of students who think that if they take someone else's ideas and put them in their own words, suddenly it is okay, right? Suddenly it is not plagiarism because they did not just copy and paste, but it is more broadly people's ideas, right? Right. And we're also using the phrase academic integrity once in a while. What does that mean? Yeah, I think your example was a really good one because it's like, you know, you had somebody kind of help you, but then, you know, so often teachers are like, you know, part of the learning process is for students to kind of work through that process themselves. 
I don't know, your, your situation was certainly unique, but we don't want other people writing our students' essays. Academic integrity, you know, one example would be, let's say we had a student who took an English one class and wrote an essay for that class and then dropped that class. But then they're retaking it and they're like, hey, can I just use that same essay? Because I've already, I've already written it. And it's like, well, that's a really good question, but I'm going to say no, because you're here in this class and I want you to go through that process again, because this is the learning experience. And that's part of that academic integrity, honoring your learning process, basically. It's interesting because I just told a student who asked that exact question, I was like, yes, but revise because you've grown since then. I think that's actually a question on my paper is whether you can self-plagiarize because I know sometimes students do want to turn in the same paper for multiple classes. What's your stance on that? It's often an individual basis. You know, for some students, I'm like, you know what, let me look at it again. And I might say, you know, yes, start here, but I want you to build from this. (laughs) Or you know what, Um, your process was really strong and life just blew up for you. Let's turn this one in and then we'll move from this point. You know, yeah, I think you can self-plagiarize. And I I do want the students to go through the the writing process again to be making those connections because they might surprise themselves. I mean, after a whole semester, they might have a whole new connection they can make. No, and I think I think there's two key things there. Like, first of all, like it is one of those things that is individual and based on where you are. Like when I was in grad school the first time and now the second time, like they are very into write stuff into this in this class and build on it later, right? They yeah. want you to kind of use it. It's not self-plagiarized, it's coping mechanism. For me, it's all about you gotta ask, right? Like in your thing, you said you help make that decision on a case-to-case basis. So if you're a student wondering, like, hey, Oh, I already wrote about this. Can I just use it again? Talk to that teacher about it and don't just turn it in. I have assignments in one of my units and one of my essays I teach that is similar to an anthropology class. I I had students say, you know what? I just wrote an essay for Now that is just like this one. Can I just turn that in? And I'm like, that's awesome. No, (laughs) you know, your focus there was on anthropology. So you can kind of take this same, you know, subject or issue, but try to zoom in on a different, different lens. And they often get it and and it's often really rewarding for them because they're like, really, I can kind of write about the same issue, but from a different angle. And I'm like, yeah, keep diving. People write whole books about the same issue, (laughs) all from different perspectives. I'm like, and by the time you're done with my class and Procknow's class, you're going to have two beautiful essays and on your way to your own book. That's awesome. And it actually kind of reminds me of a question I get asked a lot by students. I think a lot of students get overwhelmed by the internet. Everything is already written there. The students are like, I'm not going to have unique ideas because literally I can find an idea that says anything if I Google it. What do you tell the students who are worried they're going to accidentally plagiarize? I don't know where I read it. it. Oh, it was a New Yorker magazine. It was about a dancer, Balanchine something, something, something. And this person said... There are no new ideas. The point is to think of them again. Hmm. And that always stuck with me. And I try to remind the students that they come to the class and they come to these ideas with really unique perspectives. I mean, they're growing up in a time that is, is so unique and so different. We need their perspectives. And I, and I remind them that I learned so much from them. Don't worry about it. There are no new ideas. 
but we need fresh perspectives. And I think too, like for me, I make a big distinction between like intentional and unintentional. Like if you accidentally have the same idea as someone in one of your paragraphs, that's not plagiarism. Like you're fine, right? If you're following their logic sentence by sentence for paragraph after paragraph, if you're using the same sources as them. That obviously is something else. And I think like for me, when I decide how to approach it in the classroom, it does boil down to intent. Yeah. And I think more and more today, students have that kind of panic where they automatically go to Google. So, so many of my assignments now have a disclaimer, do not Google this. (laughs) Trust your own ideas. Trust that you can think through this stuff first. That's, you know, the challenge for us teachers is to continue pushing them and to helping them look at different essay models and different writing approaches to help them say something. For me, when the article says it better than they ever can, I'm like, okay, good. Quote it right there. Like, just don't pretend it's your writing. (laughs) Like, I mean, even if it's an assignment where I really didn't ask for you to, you know, do outside research, if you did it, you got to let me know about it. Right. Like I always tell them, like, if you're, if you're not sure if you need to cite it, just, just cite it. That's where I think academic integrity and plagiarism, you can see the connection here is like, you know, English, we often kind of obsess about MLA format and you have different style guides like APA in Chicago. I try to remind students that we use these style guides for a reason. For some students, it's kind of tedious, but I try to remind them that there are reasons why we're doing this. We are trying to, number one, show the readers look, I've done my research, I know what I'm talking about, and I can make an argument. And number two, you can trust me, basically. Really, our goal is to be engaging with other people's ideas. Right. I always tell my students, too, like, why should an audience trust you as a college student? When you're bringing in those other voices, you're bringing in experts. If you tell us that an expert said that, we're going to trust that more. So when you're bringing it in, tell us, just tell us who said it. Also, that makes your paper longer. Like, what? Right, right. That's always a goal, right? And if you are assigning some expert, now we trust you more because it's like, well, hey, they know to research experts. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, students often think I'm just a student writer or I'm a bad writer or whatever. And it's like, look at this great research you have. You mentioned that a lot of the times it's because of like students being anxious about their writing, that they freak out, panic. I've noticed that a lot. Like the plagiarism I see, even though I think some instructors painted as like you being like an evil like person or something like it's a really bad thing for me it's the students who are freaking out right whether they don't have the writing skills yet to do the tasks I'm asking them to or because of anxiety or lack of time or whatever they panic and they're like I have to get something in or like sometimes students actually don't understand hey this is how I have to like navigate you know quoting and stuff like that I like to remind students like if you feel like you're in between a rock and a hard place that's when you need to seek help not just plagiarize come talk to me if you're if your choices are to turn in a paper late or maybe take a little bit too much off the internet talk to me I will give you more more time so we don't have to like have those awkward conversations. If you're not sure if something's plagiarism, talk to your teachers. We're not going to be like, you asked, hi, I caught you. Talk to a tutor and especially tutors like will really help you navigate it. And like, we don't even ever have to know about it. And I try to remind them too. I'm like, I have, you know, I haven't written for publication in years. And MLA, for example, I think we're on what the ninth edition now, these style guides or whatever change. Then you have stuff like YouTube that becomes a citation. It's like, well, I don't know how to cite YouTube. How do you cite Twitter? 
And so, I mean, I have to Google these things myself. I don't have this stuff memorized um, even as the professor. And if I need to ask somebody, I'll go ask somebody too. You don't have to have the answer and you're not expected to. All writers, even published writers have editors. They get help. And so just like you're saying, when in doubt, cite. If you don't know how to cite it, then ask. (laughs) Yeah. So- I mean, we're mentioning MLA and citation styles a little bit. What what are citation styles? That is a good question. I, I don't have a perfect answer for that. <laughs> Many academic disciplines use these style guides as a way for the disciplines to be able to recognize what they're reading immediately. Disciplines use these different style guides as a way to find information quickly. Yeah. I always like to tell students that like, even like things like certain newspapers have their own style guides, like the New York times has their own style guide for things like that. Also decide like, how do we address a person? What do we call them? Like what pronouns do we use? Like stuff like that is often addressed. So people know the rules of their discipline and kind of like give like a normalcy to everything to like kind of standardize how the writing is formatted within that place. The reason we cite our sources is like not to catch you plagiarizing, right? Not to make sure that every little piece of information is accounted for. But for me, when I read a, like a scholarly or academic article, sometimes I want to go read an article they mentioned, right? They'll quote something and I'll be like, that is awesome. That's just what I need. And when stuff is MLA, I can find that article really quickly. There's a little citation right in there that in text, whatever that last name is matches the work cited page. And I can just go to the library and find that article. For me, it's all about that standardizing how to find what people say. Yeah, that's really well said. I, and I try to describe, you, you mentioned like the in-text citations and stuff, you know, work cited pages. And I try to explain that this stuff becomes just a map for readers. Mm. Um, and even whether or not you put an article in quotation marks or a book italicized in, you know, these things may be tedious, but once, you know, those kind of things will eventually kind of become second nature, the more you write. And readers, when they're reading, if they know they're reading an MLA format, they know that if something is in quotation marks, that it's a smaller piece of writing, that it is an article or it is a chapter or it is a poem or whatever, based on the context of what they're reading. And so that even these basic punctuation things become signals to the readers. And then those things map back to the work cited page. And so we do we just end up with all these wonderful breadcrumbs. I like the idea of it being a map. That's fun. Like Yeah, I like I like the mapping. Like we're just mapping all this out for the readers. Yeah. And just like again, there's like all kinds of citation styles. Like newspapers now use a ton of hyperlinks. Right. And like, that's kind of just their norm is if they're talking about another source, they'll do those blue letters that you can click on and see where they got that information. That's, that's a citation style, right? Like in one way or another, that's showing, Hey, this is not our idea. We didn't do this research. These people did. I guess one last, like, what are your best tips for avoiding plagiarism? Okay. Number one, my best tips for avoiding plagiarism is trust yourself. You have ideas to bring. You have a perspective. Number two is learn the skills, whether or not you're being asked to write an MLA format or APA format, or even if it's just introducing sources by saying in the article, so-and-so says, you know, just something as basic as that can solve the plagiarism issues. So just be sure that you're crediting anything that any ideas. So trust yourself. If you're using style guides, seek help from your teacher if anything's confusing. I think those are good. Yeah. No, I think that overlaps with me. I think the the trusting yourself and crediting others. One thing I like to tell students, like, you know, sometimes you get an entire paragraph that's other sources, right? I've seen this in papers all the time. 
And if they never mention the sources, it's plagiarism and we have to have that conversation. But if they, if they've signposted, if they've told us who's saying those things, the conversation is a little bit different, right? Cause like we need to have our own voices in our paragraph, but it becomes like a writing issue instead of like a plagiarism issue. If they've like at least attempted to say, Hey, this is not all my voice. So I always tell students to like, make sure you're clear, like, especially if you have several sentences that are like summarizing a source or something to make sure you're telling your reader, this is them. And then making it clear when it becomes you the thing is always just when you're in doubt, ask, like, we're not going to catch you talk to a tutor. If you don't know how to cite sources, if you don't know how to say something as someone else's ideas, that is when you should seek help. Talk to us. Librarians are also really helpful with citation kind of stuff and helping you navigate using sources and finding ones you can trust. So they're also super cool. You know, I'm back to the trust yourself again. Don't be so afraid of it. Trust that your teachers will have some grace. But talk to us about it. Exactly. (laughs) Please talk Talk to to us. us. Talking to students about plagiarism, I think, is one of the stress- most stressful things I have to do. Like, I don't want to have to have these conversations. And if we would have had the conversation before, we could have avoided it. Like, And in the, par- in the example you just shared, like, you know, here's a whole paragraph that, that you did cite, but it's a whole paragraph from a source. You know, I think my last tip was, remember, these are your essays. Yeah. You are not your just voice. dumping a whole bunch of research into an essay. These are your essays. These should be your perspectives. Well, and even the story I told in the beginning, if I would have talked to that professor and been like, like, I want to say all these complex things. I can't do it in Armenian. I'm going to ask someone to help me translate it. He would have probably told me, write a simpler essay, Katie. Like, this is not one of your English classes. You can write something that feels more basic. That was the disconnect in my head. I didn't have that conversation, right? So like learning to do that is so important. Last question that I ask everybody, which is uh, what are you learning right now in your life? Oh, what am I learning? Uh, Teaching related or? Whatever. People tell me all kinds of crazy things. You've heard it before. You listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So I do photography as a hobby. I've been scared of Photoshop for years and trying to learn how to, this is so boring. I've been trying to learn how to do black backgrounds. Um, and so I, I'm fixing to kind of just dive into Photoshop a little bit more. That's um, so fun. Yeah. Am I learning right? I'm trying to think what I'm learning right now. I'm still in grad school getting an instructional design degree. Um, so right now I'm, I'm taking a class about like um, interactive multimedia um, kind of things. Like, you know, the sexual harassment trainings where like there's like questions built in. That's yes. what I'm learning how to make right now. Awesome. Um, what I, I feel- love about you being in grad school and learning all this stuff is that we are going to benefit from so much of what you're learning. Right. Anyway, I think this is the end. So thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you learned some stuff. Again, if you have questions about plagiarism, talk to a tutor, talk to your teachers. If you need to talk to me. My email address is kdb at cos.edu and have a great day.